we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Power Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast and this is our path to power season. You'll be hearing from some of the uh, inspirational people who featured on this year's Power and Future lists. They're the ones that are change makers, trailblazers, making a difference in their communities by challenging the norm and creating more inclusive cultures. And there is so much to learn from this season's guests. Get all of the inspiration and advice to drive your professional and personal growth. And I'm delighted to introduce you to this week's guest, Claire McColgan, CBE. That's quite new, isn't it? CBE, fancy. (laughs) Who is the Director of Culture at Liverpool City Council. Uh, Claire developed and produced creative communities that was instrumental in Liverpool winning European Capital of Culture bid. And Claire has also led the legacy programme in Liverpool over the last 10 years, whilst also being National International Advisor and Speaker, taking expertise across the globe to such places as Thailand, Brazil and China. Literally, queen of culture, queen of community and and actually also right now, queen of Eurovision. What a perfect guest uh, to join us on the We Are Path to Power season. Claire, welcome, CBE mom. <laughs> I prefer the Eurovision one who in sparkles. I think that's, that's kind of what the you know, queen of Eurovision I am loving. <laughs> we were just talking before, weren't we, the power of that you know we talk about using your power for good we talk about this this season is very much about that path to power there's a real sense of responsibility isn't there in the city and you can feel it it's tangible about really doing a good job for Ukraine isn't it yeah it is and I think that I mean that's one of the reasons why I was so keen for us to win it because I think Liverpool does that really great thing of compassion and party in similar ways you know and Eurovision Eurovision even without the kind of um the poignancy of us delivering it for Ukraine. Eurovision is all about bringing countries together in unity. You know, that's what that's what it is. It's all about peace. It's all about celebrating differences. It's, it's just perfect for Liverpool. And then, of course, you've got the other um, complexity creatively around Ukraine, and that makes it just really, really special. And I think that's that's what's been really interesting for us developing it. So and we're really proud. And the city's just gone for it, which is brilliant. And I think they haven't, you know, when we, we saw each other a few weeks back at the Northern Power Women Awards, that room is full of a thousand people from people from all over uh, the country, you know, let alone just the north of England. And, and it is people are really, I think the nation's proud of Liverpool hosting the Eurovision as well you know don't get me wrong everyone wants to get that bit of glitter on and a bit of sparkle but it is I think everyone's behind it aren't they yeah and I'm really one of those people who kind of before before all this you know watch Eurovision on a, on the Saturday night and kind of thought it's a show in an arena and it's so much more than that and I think when you've got the BBC behind you as well it everything becomes so much bigger and I think and obviously because we are doing this with Ukraine the government are completely behind us it was a very big competition with 20 cities it's just huge and it's just I think what we're trying to do around it though is that very Liverpool thing of we're taking an event and we're milking it to death (laughs) so the whole the whole city is you know doing so much stuff you know restaurants doing 
special menus. Wong's Jewelers, I found out yesterday, doing like special jewellery, you know. So it's just, and that's very Liverpool. And I think in other cities, sometimes things get lost and it's just seen as an arena show or as a event. But, but in Liverpool, the sectors join up really well. So if we bring something to the city and put it on in the arena, the whole city suddenly goes, this is ours now. And they get behind it without us asking them. So it's a really different place to work in Liverpool. And that's what's really exciting about doing something like this in it. And I know there's going to be a big sort of village, isn't there, up at the, the pier head. And if you don't know Liverpool, it, it literally is at the, the, you know, in front of these most iconic uh, buildings on our magnificent, you know, on the magnificent waterfront. But it's going to be a village there. Now, Ukrainian people and community, we talked about you and culture and community at the, in, in the intro. But, you know, that's it's for them. Oh, yeah. And it means that even if you don't get a ticket for Eurovision, you know, you don't want to come to that. There are so many opportunities for you to come to Liverpool and see your culture portrayed. So yesterday we announced 24 commissions, 19 of which are co-commissions with Ukraine artists. And they are showing the best of contemporary Ukraine art to the world. So even if you just want to fight, you know, if you're if you're a displaced Ukrainian, come to Liverpool on the Monday or Tuesday when it's a bit quieter and just see all that brilliant work in Liverpool showcasing your home in this in this in this city and it's just some of the work the work that's come in is amazing and that village so the village will be on for nine days we haven't announced the program yet but the program just doing the village for liverpool would be a major event in its own right because the lineup which obviously you know we've not announced yet but the lineup is phenomenal even just the village is massive and then we're doing a festival around it we're doing a community program we're doing an education program and then you've got the shows themselves so it's just it's just huge but the ukrainian work that is coming is absolutely stunning it's brilliant and, and you mentioned the word milk in it and it, it really isn't that's doing you a disservice because it's actually it's go big or go home you know everything that you do has community has that heart and um, where did that start with you claire where did that whole sense of community begin I think it began, well, it, it probably began from where, where I kind of came from. So I come from, you know, I've been here for 30 years, but I come from Cor- from a place called Corby and we didn't even have drama in our school. So when I came to Liverpool and went to college, I kind of blagged my way onto the drama course, the media course here. But then my whole thing was around how do you get people like me to express themselves in different ways. And I think for me, the whole thing about drama and theatre, which is my background, is that it gives people a voice and art gives people a voice who don't normally have that voice so I did kind of drama and, and, and drama and media centre at John Moore's then I became assistant director at the Everman and Playhouse and then I went into youth theatre and I worked in Speak and Garston and Dingle which are two kind of you know at that point were the poorest area when some of the poorest areas in the country and you just work with kids who were literally at the end of everything but had so much innate talent and so much ability to be creative and if they you know if they're not they weren't going to be creative by harnessing their absolute potential and talent they would have gone in a different direction and I think that's really key about young people you know there's talent in everyone and it's how you kind of get that through and then fast forward to capital culture I did the whole community program and that was core to our bid but at that point in time no one was doing that you know it was always a big marketing thing so it wasn't about real people their lives and how they express themselves but as I've kind of grown older the big thing is everyone wants to be part of the big story you know, so whether you live in Anfield or Speak, you want your kids to be performing on that same stage as you want to be part of a big thing. So Giants was a really, you know, the Giants that, that, that you know, we took those out to communities, but we didn't just take them out. You know, the, the communities of, the, of those places were part of that big show. And with Eurovision, that's the same, you know. So if you're learning something in a school, you're just as part of this show as Ryland in the arena. You know, you're still part of Eurovision. And I think that's what I've learned doing community arts for 
years and years and years and years is that everyone wants to be part of something bigger than themselves. You don't just need to talk about yourself in what you do. Do you know what I mean? So I found that really interesting. And that's what's been incredible about you know bringing Eurovision here. It's not just the bars and restaurants who want to get involved. It is the schools. It is the communities. It is young people. Um, and hopefully people will see this come to their city and go, I can do that. And that's all you want, really. And, you know, it's a massive, it's a massive thing, isn't it? You know, you know, we're passionate about our 95,000 strong community and, you know, having collaboration and collegiate ways of working, you know, at its core. But, you know, is what is the key to, you know, we're talking about the, the Giants. Oh, my goodness. I remember being on the streets for the Giants, not really sure what they were going to be. Thought, oh, yeah, we'll go and have a look at what this puppet thing is. And then you actually feel like you're part of a live theatre show in the streets, making friends with everyone you're talking to on every corner. It was just, you know, is what is the secret to building that community and an engaged community I think well I think we've done it over a long period of time in Liverpool so I think that for the well before then I mean before even we did capital culture Liverpool was really strong in community arts but I think because we've never taken our foot off the gas for the last 20 years around the importance of culture in terms of regeneration and, and community development that story is quite deep in people so my daughter is like 21 21 now when I came here, people were like, why are you going to Liverpool to college? And I love Liverpool, but she doesn't want to leave. And I think it's taken a generation to change that perception of the city. But I think people feel part of something. It's about that thing about being part of something, whether you're clubbing, you know, on a Saturday night in Liverpool or whether you're coming to see a show. Great things attract real attention and the thing that I'm really keen on in our work is it's the quality of the work that happens so Royal Deluxe are the best theatre company in the world I wouldn't put anything that's not of that quality in front of the people in Liverpool so that's been really key for me as well it's it's like River of Light it's a River of Light which happens every year the quality of those installations is phenomenal and that's important because we've got to you can't give second-rate work to people because they can see through it, especially here. And it is, it's, everything is a show, isn't it? Everything, you know, everything is that, you know, whether it's an installation like the River Light. I live, I'm fortunate to live on the on the waterfront. And so, I, you know, you always think sometimes you can come out your door and you just, I think I've messaged you on occasions and gone, I've seen this some kind of, you know, solar system just happening just on on the walk from my office to what on earth is it and you're like watch this space there's something else coming soon so there's always something very exciting isn't there and I think if you know if you think of people listening out there you know we've got amazing individuals across the community you were in a room uh, the other week you we've known each other for a while see you know you've seen some of these amazing futurists powerless winners just advocates etc allies out there but you know people want to do or collaborate or create or use that power for change it doesn't have to be as as big as the giants or bringing Eurovision into a city what advice would you give um to people at sort of maybe at the start of you know a project or an ambitious community building what what would you say that you know they think I want to do this but actually it's too big for me I think and I think it's all about when it's all about the idea and it's about being able to express that idea really well and some people who've got the best ideas in the world can't express them well. And I think that's a skill. So if you haven't got that skill yourself, find someone to work with you that's got that skill to be able to tell that story. Because if you've got a really brilliant idea, but you you haven't got the confidence or, or it's just not you to be able to, you need someone who can, who can sell it. And then the other thing that I'd say really clearly is pick up the phone, you know, 
don't do everything by email. So if you've got, because people get so many emails and they get bombarded by it. If you really want to sell something and bring people together, pick up the phone, have a conversation in real life, bring people together in the room and then anything can happen. And I think that just, just for me, even putting on smaller things, problems can be really resolved really quickly by picking up the phone. They can't be resolved by email or by text or by WhatsApp. You know, they need to be resolved by picking up the phone. And I think stopping kind of situations escalating by just doing that one thing, which I know is really hard and just being really direct. I think men do it really well, you know, they, are, you know, but women, I think sometimes can not just do that absolutely direct thing of saying, actually, this isn't right. Can we just sort this out? And that's, I think that you get that confidence as you get older, but it saves so much time. So if you've got a brilliant idea, I would say, get people in the room, pick up the phone, sort problems out really early on. And if you haven't got all the skills, gather people around you who can, because I'm rubbish operation. I mean, I, God, I can't do an Excel spreadsheet. You know, I can't do any of that, but I have got people who love to be organized and I'm terrible and I couldn't do what I do with, without, without them. I couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it without people who have literally, who are just brilliant at being organization, you know, being organized. So it's knowing what you're not good at as well, I think. Absolutely. As you've gone along the way um, when you've maybe encountered you we talked about the power of that collaboration the power of this beautiful culture um, you know across this across the region but when someone has resisted that because you can't win over everyone we think we can but you know elements it's you know what would you have you dealt with that dealt with those people who've just gone puppets ridiculous you know Eurovision how do you get over that Again, you know, I kind of feel like I'm really old, but it does change as you get older. So when I was younger, so when I was in my 30s, I'm doing capital culture, things like that would really get to me. And I would be battering on people. So of course we need to have this. And of course we need to have that. And of course, and you know, and really trying to convince them. I think it's more now not letting those things distract you from the bigger picture. So if you have a vision and you know it's the right thing, you've kind of just got to keep on that path no matter how many distractors try and distract you from it and I think there is a real um you know I can be really persuasive but there are some people when we brought giants who just were like why on earth are you doing that and sometimes people are just thinking from their own particular sector so not thinking for the wider city my job is to think for the wider city so the things that I do and I bring and we commission are things that benefit everyone in the city not certain individual groups and that's sometimes really hard for people because they're obviously really keen about their business or their or their own kind of their own mindset about what what they want to do but in our role we have to be much more collegiate than that and much more you know and you can't you can't be ambitious and take risks without and everyone liking it because they just don't but you've kind of got to stop caring about that a little bit and that's I've only certainly got to that point probably in the last five years, that confidence of just going, this is the right thing to do. We just need to do it. I certainly didn't have that when I was younger. Do you believe it? Do you think that's the power of your gut? Do you believe that? Uh, I think it's power, a bit of both. So I think instinctively, because I've worked here such a long time in Liverpool, that I know, I kind of know what works and what doesn't work now. But also someone did tell me once, um, we were talking about earlier actually, sometimes someone can say to you something to you that they don't mean they don't mean at all. And they just say like a passing remark, but it can really stay with you. Those really small things. So, you know, you might do a massive event, but 
it might finish five minutes early and then someone says, I couldn't get there. And then you, that really gets to you. And there's a real art in trying to stop those negative voices impacting on the bigger thing that you've done. And that's a learning, that's a big learning thing as well. But I think that still can happen where someone can just say one thing and you just go, oh no, I've just completely messed up. And then you think, no, there's been 500,000 people there. I've had a ball. I shouldn't be thinking <laughs> that one person. But that's, I think that's a really challenging thing to do. It's the sirens, isn't it? It's almost trying to ignore the sirens sometimes because, you, like you say, you can have, you know, 500 people, 1,000 people, 99 people, a million people, and then it just that one person or two person. And that's the thing that sticks with you. That's the thing that wakes you up in the night. And you, like you said, we said in the pre-chat, isn't it? Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, exactly. And you're good because you 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 do loads of social media and you're brilliant at it. But I can't do social media because of that either as well. So that so just in terms of, you know, I would read all that and li- and listen to it so I just don't I don't read anything about myself I don't read anything good or bad because I think that would affect the way that I thought about taking risks because I'm not you know I can't do that so I really admire like yourself you know people who can actually cut through all that horribleness that you can get and, and brilliantness you know and that loveliness on social media but I couldn't personally couldn't do that because I'd be thinking about those three people you know said it was all rubbish (laughs) rather than think about the 500,000 who thought it was great and my big thing that I love when I do when I when I do work in this city is whatever the show is I watch the audience I watch them live and I watch them you know I absolutely love watching them and that's what gives me a real hit is is you know people talking at the bus stop and they don't know who you are and they're saying oh this is great and this you know we did this and we did that but I couldn't I couldn't do the social media stuff that would completely freak me out. I am with you on the watch the audience bit. I love that because sometimes you just never know or you may anticipate a reaction and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that was amazing. You know, and what is the, um, what is that event um, or that programme that you have staged that has the most impact for you personally? Oh gosh, I think, oh God, that's a, bit, that's a really hard one. Well, I think there's a couple of ones actually. I we did the Hillsborough Memorial events, the two, the two, the two of them when, when the um, when the inquiry had happened, and I've never done something where if we'd got it wrong, we would have really got it wrong because it mattered so much, and that always stayed with me. And the reason why I'm really proud of that is because we got it right. You know, we worked with all the families on it. We didn't know what the inquiry would say. You know, so it was it was really like very very last minute everything but but it was really it was last minute but it was really well planned if that makes sense but I love the fact that when people now talk about truth and justice they show those banners that we did on the front of the hall at the front of St George's Hall and that event has taken you know is about that moment in Liverpool where it was proved right so that probably that event means the most to me because if it if like the 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 technology had failed or it, it just would have been awful I would have been devastated if we got something wrong with that. So I think for me, and I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of how we dealt with it. I'm really proud of how the city came out for it. And the fact that those images are so strong. And is the power of that art. And this is where I think that the power of culture is something that you don't always directly see or feel is important to happiness and well-being or contentment or satisfaction. You know, why should you have art in hospitals? Why does that banner outside St George's Hall mean so much? Why does that installation there mean? But that power of culture, it transforms communities, doesn't it? And, and actually you know, brings that collegiate nature together, isn't it? And transforming communities 
by that because it creates those talking points. The power of culture is is immeasurable. Yeah, and great art makes you really, really think about something that's not yourself. You know, it puts your life and your thoughts and your dreams into perspective. And whether that's you as a person or you as a city, that's what great art does. And for me, you know, I am very much about outdoor free, accessible art that just makes people smile or think or, you know, and all those and all those things. And that's why I'm really proud of the commissions that we've done for Eurovision because they do all of those great things. But they also create moments for families to have memories. And when I go into people's houses and they've got pictures of themselves with giants or su- even like the little Superland bananas that people make in this city and they've made them for years, even kids who haven't didn't do weren't alive when it was on. Um, that's really their memories. So they create what this city is, those memories. One of my um, side hustles is in the Royal Navy and I went over to Hull to my ship um, and like my ship, how does that sound? So I went over to my ship and I took a lamb banana. That's what I took as the gift. And every time where he is um, or that ship is and he has visitors in, that is the talking point because it's that piece of art. And, you know, and, and those who know, no. Um, and, and I gave I gave kind of this description and this kind of overview as well. But that's that's the power of it. Isn't it? It's the power of that kind of, you know, building that conversation. And it's great to see actually the massive Superland banana up near Tidebarn has now been painted. Um, it was always yellow. And now it's now it's now it's Ukraine colourless, isn't it? Do you know what? You've done a really good thing there. You've reminded me because... We when when we met the Ukrainian ambassador, we took a look. I took a lamb banana to him. I took a, I think I took a yellow lamb banana to him, and he just could not work out what it was at all. So I need to take a photograph of that big lamb banana and send it to him, and then he might. You need a selfie. Get a selfie in front of that, Claire. No, I'm absolutely rubbish. Claire, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been brilliant to talk all things culture, community bit of glitter Eurovision but also pride that's what comes across so much in this and I think that's the power of any amazing community isn't it is have that community thank you Claire yeah thanks Simone and thank you all for listening remember these are weekly episodes please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode as we are on this pathway to power and using your power for good if you'd like to join us on this mission of professional personal development and empowering each other and our communities please leave a review or get in touch with us via our power platform our digital hub uh, wearepower.net my name is Simone you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast a What Goes on Media production